is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Meet the Critters. This is episode 41. I'm Kyle. And I'm Joe. And we're in for it, kids. I know all of you came in and saw that description and you're like, this is going to be a big one. This is going to change the game and just launch these guys to yep. start them, honestly. Like, we don't even have time to farm. We're going to be on so many speaking tours and stuff because this podcast is going to change it all. Perfect. Well, I lied. I, we completely lied to you. 100%. It's all fabricated. Fake news. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. In realization. This is fake news. This is fake news. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. In all realization, we had a guest lined up. Um, they could not do it. All of our backups also were like, nope, we can't do it. And we were running around trying to figure out what we were doing. And we're like, all right, cool. We're just going to make a time suck, an hour of time that people are going to lose on the internet. We're just going to post it out and we're going to see what happens. It's going to be great. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys that are listening. Uh in all realization, this might be one of our better episodes because we're just like, yep. meh. <laughs> uh, who's Apparently in the chat? We, we got Darren in the chat, Canadian Farbstead, Danae Blakesley. We are not ridiculous. Listen, we have a podcast. That makes us yeah, one step above people who don't have a podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to go shut my freezer off real quick. It's pretty loud. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it has been, it's been an interesting time. We are, like I said, we're going to joke around. We're just going to have a lighthearted episode. We're both going to touch on, um, kind of just the point in time we both feel like we're in where it's, you get somewhat burnt out from farming and just all of it. So I know it doesn't, it doesn't get talked about enough for sure. Cause it makes like. Everyone I talk to who does experience the same thing is like, they don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm supposed to be fine. Like, I could suck it up. It'll be it'll be all right. It does need to be talked about more, though, because you get on, you know, like we always nitpick on the big YouTube channels that make it look like all sunshine and rainbows. And uh, but yeah, it's not it's not all that. I mean, you get not just the the farm stuff you get burnt out on, but just everyday life. You know, we both have young kids deal with that, you know, our personal, other personal life stuff, disasters that happen. And then the farm on top of it, you know, a lot of people are starting out working full-time job, you know, so, and then I've done it multiple times. I don't learn from my lessons. No. Once I dive into something, it's full bore and I got to, Eventually, I hit hit a wall, and I got to rein myself back and figure out what I'm gonna do about it. So, no, because you hit that you hit that incline of like I'm gonna make this work, mm-hmm. and then you kind of go, "All right, I got a little excited. I kind of put. I know I was gonna touch on that. So start. We'll come back to this because I I have to get into it. It's been pretty funny. Um, no, you go off because you're so excited to do it because farming is the greatest drug on the planet hands down also the most expensive it is the most expensive habit to get into like 
Just smoke cigarettes, kids. It's fine. Like, no, <laughs> do not go out and smoke cigarettes for 22 days. Don't start it. It's not worth it. Um, but yeah, and you go in because you're so amped on what you're doing. And I've done it. I've done it a couple of times. There's a reason we don't have cows right now. Because I went from chickens and rabbits to two cow-calf pairs. So <laughs> that gets aggressive. Um, and you need to, it's good to hit a point. It is good in a way to hit a point where you just go, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Because mm -hmm. it leaves a notch of like, yeah, I can't do this right now under these circumstances. And then when you are able to, you get back to, you get to look back at that notch and be like, oh, all right, I passed it. Like, we're good. Yeah, there's, I'm trying to come up with ways because that's where um, I'm at right now, you know, with everything that's happened the last couple of weeks, trying to figure out where my time's going to be best spent on what we're going to do at the farm. Because we had all intentions this year to try to grow our, um, pasture pig operation and possibly the poultry operation. But now, you know, with my grandfather getting hurt and me traveling every day back and forth to the uh, rehab clinic and stuff, that's extra time that normally I would spend working on projects and cleaning stalls and all that. So I think we're just going to kind of even out. We might downsize the cattle herd a little bit. Um, Prices are really good right now. It's kind of hard not to just send them all in. But right. at the same time, I've spent, oh, well, three years, almost three years on this herd, building it up to where it's at. It's not exactly where I want to be. And I've got um, stuff lined up this year with a pretty good bull that I'm excited about. And I don't want to just get out of it completely. And we've got, you know, the milk cows. I definitely don't want to get away from that because it's tough to find raw milk here in New York. We got a local farm that sells it, but there's, they're selling out of 80 gallons a day right now. That's how high the demand is. That's um, crazy. And they're doing a great job, but then you got to travel for the milk and mm -hmm. it's probably a lot more cost effective to be honest with you, oh, just to go buy sure. it from somebody else. And, and they have great practices. So, yeah. but well, how many times, how many times have you heard like, Oh, you're raising your own food. It must be so much cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was no. actually talking to someone at the rehab center today about it when I was visiting my grandfather because he, he, you know, he's not been around it and stuff. And I said, yeah, it's not cheaper, but you're, you're looking at it as, you know, any, anybody that has like a self-worth when you do stuff like that, you feel accomplished at the end of the day, you go out and do right. chores, you're producing that. And then, you know, it took me, I don't know, a good year and a half to get to the point when we first started homesteading and raising our own food, it was a good year and a half when we sat down, I sat down at breakfast one morning and everything on the, that plate was something that I raised and processed the milk I had from the goats, eggs from our chickens, uh, mm -hmm. pork from a pig that I raised and processed. And that's when the light bulb like clicked for me. I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's exhausting. Oh yeah, in, in the the quality, in the flavor, in the flavor, and um, you know what you're putting into those animals. And if you're stuck in a small partial or apartment or whatever, find a farm that you can trust. Somebody, you know, if that farm's willing to let you come in and do a tour 
and sit down and talk to you about their practices or, you know, even if they have a YouTube channel, don't trust that because things can be edited out. But, you know, if it's a good uh, farm to work with, most of the time they're going to give you tours if they're not super create, you know, some farms get crazy about biosecurity, but most regenerative agriculture farms, their animals are super healthy being out rotating. Right. Uh, so yeah, if you could partner with somebody and even, you know, there's deals that can be made. Uh, if you don't have enough land for cattle, but you have enough room for a few pigs, maybe find a, a cattle farmer or a friend that has more room that can raise a steer or two and you guys trade uh, a pig for a half a cow or whatever you work out. Um, but there's a lot of different things that you can do to avoid um, burnout. I know, like I said, I've done it multiple, multiple times. And it's not always that you just jump in full board and, you know, you don't know how it ends. Like I've been doing it long enough that I know that I only can do so much myself. Right. It's just life happens. Stuff happens. My grandfather got hurt. Now I got more time that I'm away. Uh, we're building a new business with the butcher shop. I'm trying to focus more of my time here because this is the money maker right now. Um, and, and the farm's not, I mean, we're still figuring out how to make that profitable, at least get to the point where it's self-sustaining, which is super hard. You know, the cost that we've had into it just this past year and coming through the winters outrageous. I, I'm pretty sure we had talked about, you know, no, I think I'll be at over $4,000 in hay by yeah, that's that's nuts. Like man. that's and again, that's why I'm out of it. Like I I love raising cows. I absolutely love them. I love raising pigs. They're great, but there's something about raising beef that's like mm -hmm. it's different. It's absolutely yeah. different. And like my moment for like what you're talking about that breakfast was our Christmas dinner this year because every piece of protein on that table I grew and butchered. Mm -hmm. So it's like pork roast from one of our pigs, prime rib from a cow we raised, uh, sausage from the deer or I took um, this year. The only thing that wasn't from this property was pheasant that I got from somebody who lives two miles down the road. So it's like, mm -hmm. and I, I said something about it at dinner. I was like, just so you all know, that's what's going on here. It was insanely expensive and not cost effective whatsoever, but this is the moment that makes it worth it. Yeah. My entire yeah. family's there eating some eating stuff that I raised with my two hands from babies and then put through a shop that I built myself. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing it for. Obviously, not everyone has the shop they built for themselves, but that feeling is still there where it's like, I raised this. Yeah, I sent it off to a butcher and got it back, but it's this was out there. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's why we do it. <laughs> if you can make money in it at some point, amazing. We all strive for it. Yeah. But yeah, if I could get to the point where the, the cows were paying for more of the hay, because I'm at the building stage of my herd where I don't have a lot of steers to process where I'm not making the money off selling the meat. So I have to figure out where to do that. So I'm considering selling a couple of the feeders, taking a step back from raising for beef building up the breeding herd and see how that goes just because prices are so good at the auctions right now. Right. And, and try to find other avenues, maybe sell calves this year again, keep the herd where it's at. You know, I've, I've got good plans with that uh, um, larger Santa Gertrudis cow, 
either selling her or processing her if I can't get her in the trailer towards the end of the year after she gives me another calf this year just to get the genetics that I want and then start fresh with that, try to get to the point where they pay for their own hay this year. And same thing with the pigs. I haven't had a lot of interest yet on our pork list. So the litter I just had will probably all be sold. Um, right. It's a good time for 4-H. I've had a few oh, yeah. families reach out. So um, we'll probably let 4-Hers take this litter. And if I get interest by the time my next two litters are due in April, May, maybe we'll keep a couple. But I don't want to go hog wild with it. Uh, <laughs> just I, I'm, I got a lot of stuff that I want to get caught back up on that I put on the back burner doing the butcher shop this right. last year. And we've got, you know, big things coming up with the butcher shop. That's going to take my time and energy away. Um, we got the new edition coming up here pretty quick. Probably we got survey in two or three days ago. Nice. Uh, I just had, we, I talked to our partner and we're both good with it. So I just got to have that finalized. And then I think once we get everything finalized and the, all the paperwork rolling with the bank to purchase the acre or something for that for the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start that addition, start nice. making it more efficient and stuff. We That's have awesome. a couple people handing out hundreds of flyers for us. we got a couple other avenues that are trying to pick up because we have gotten a, a touch slower. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, gotta... I'm just picking up. I just, I put a beef in on, Monday. Yep. Thank God it went well. <laughs> I was going to ask you how that went. I haven't talked to you all week. No, I know. We've been both been slammed. No, it went good. No, well, we'll sum the rest of this up real quick where it's farming burnout is a thing. Like if you have a buddy who's a farmer or it's your spouse or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. distant and just kind of like not talking about stuff, we're thinking. That's all we're doing is thinking about everything. And you get burnout. But then the spring comes and all the new projects start. That's the other yeah. hard part of it. In the wintertime, there's nothing to build. Like you're not building yeah. or growing. You're just maintaining. And all the animals are doing is destroying because they Everything. have moved in however many months because they're yeah. in their sacrificial areas over the winter. That's mm-hmm. the other hardest part is everything just breaks because they're just destroying everything. And at least that's where our I'm area is frozen and cold and then muddy and... You're, you have to make constant, sure it's a constant battle of, to keep stuff up. This yeah, time you're of year. you're, bat, you're battling to make sure hundreds of hundreds of gallons of water stay thawed. Yeah, yep. like that's that's I've always used that as a joke where it's like people talk about winter, but it's like they're taking pictures like with their PJ pants included in the picture at the snow outside. It's like I'm so done with winter, and it's like oh, I yeah. just want to comment like. Now add that, keeping hundreds of gallons of water thawed during this with livestock. Go for it. Add that on top of your list. Just that one thing. All this year at the beginning of the season, I I was trying to figure out a way to help with that. And I developed the spring up by my pond. I don't I haven't done a video on it. It's muddy right now because it kind of overflows, but I dammed it up enough to build it up. And it's yep. always fresh flowing. It hasn't froze up at all this winter. And I just took a single strand of electric and I went just enough deep enough that they can't stand in it, but they can reach your head and drink. So that awesome. the cows have had fresh water all the oh. way along. It's been awesome. 
that's great. And then the goats yeah. are, you know, I think They're I fill that up every three or four days, especially now that I downsize the goat herd. I've got, you know, the pigs, they're kind of, they have a spring in the back of their pasture. So if something freezes up, I, I, I don't get too, I've been trying to build the last couple of years on making that more efficient because it is a, it is a time sink, just, just thawing water and then fixing fence and the electric don't want to work because the ground's frozen or snow's over top or pigs got mud on it and the cows are walking through the fence because you hadn't had time to get up and get put out a fresh round bale. So they, you know, help themselves because they can't wait an extra hour till lunchtime. Exactly. Yeah. I'm juggling both. I need to like do repairs on both of my pig waters. One is the, in the big pigs, um, in the breeders pen, they just destroyed the area where the water was. So it was just completely uneven. So now I had to move it and it's in like a temporary spot, but the three of them are going through, 40 gallons a day plus there's a little bit a little bit of a leak in it so Mm -hmm. it's like i'm filling that one that's the longer hose that has to be rolled up that i forgot to roll up so that's currently frozen outside because i was too pissed to bring it inside yeah and uh the piglets yeah their their water is screwed i need to completely tear that thing apart put new gaskets and everything in have you tried those bungs yet I, I completely forgot about them. I thought about them today as I was looking at the new leak that I have to fix. They're, I'm telling you, game changer. They will okay. not rip the nipples out of that thing. Well, they're not ripping the nipples. What they're doing is, because what I do is, which these bungs would help for sure, mm-hmm. is I have the bungs that are independent. So you put them yeah. in, then put the PVC in. And yeah. I usually just run a drywall screw in the back of it. Yeah, so they so can't pull actually out. pull the PVC out. But what they're built for essentially is so that the pig can move it around yeah. in the bucket and not tear it out. Well, when it does that, it just rubs that freezing cold PVC against freezing cold, thick plastic. Yeah. 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 Um, and just completely tears that thing apart. So you have to go through and kind of replace them a bunch mm-hmm. in the winter and it sucks. And yeah, I that's what I like not- about those those the heavy duty bungs that I sent you because they have essentially you know it's a reverse thread nut. Mm-hmm. Make your I think it's an inch and it was an odd hole saw size that you need, but it's it has like a rubber gasket on both sure sides. Sure that's the whole size for these two. Yeah, it was an inch and something, depending on what size you get, right. and you want the inner thread size to be a half inch to and the pig nipples thread right, right. into it. And they're super strong. The barrels actually will wear out and break before the bungs will. All I've right, never so had I'm a gonna... bung fail on me yet. All right. So I'm going to need to get some of those. <laughs> I mean, for, for, sure. for the 20 or $30, you can get a four pack or whatever. They're so worth well it. Well worth it. Yeah. I, I had awesome luck with them since I switched over. I've done multiple different things in the, you know, how pigs are. Yeah. They can, if they can move it a little bit, it's probably getting tore apart. Oh, for now, sure. Most all my barrel waters are flipped over and on top of the fences and everything right now. I yeah. looked at them today and I just shook my head and walked away. I said, I ain't dealing with it. Nope. <laughs> you know, Joe, that really does sound like a coward's justification. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it so, to Canadian. Oh, good old Canadian. Um, so this is in reference to right before we got on here. Um 
I have gotten hot and heavy back into TikTok, and I came, I came in swinging, and it's paid off. I've been growing the page a bunch and putting out some good, funny content and shit. So that's been good. But I think I have my first vegan, and if I thought about it, I should have uploaded the video into here. But I think I had my first vegan comment in a video that I'm very excited about. And Canadian Farmstead baited the shit out of this dude to comment. <laughs> he didn't take the bait for me. I was super nice about it and respectful. I was like, oh, please, like, please explain. And he's like, oh, I, the, the um, comment was, that's a coward's justification. And it wasn't on the video I did. The video I did was just like a template video with the guy from Oppenheimer, like walking mm -hmm. away with his hand on his head. And it was actually much different than my usual content, which is just super dark humor. Essentially, it was just talking about how it's like most people look at butchers and people that do what we do for a living. And it's like, oh, you just kill shit. Like, mm -hmm. whatever, that's fine. And putting into it saying like, you, you saying that makes me think about all the animals I've had to put a second shot in and knowing that those animals deserved better. Like, mm -hmm. That's the worst feeling on the planet. We feel it yeah. con like not constantly, but like if it happens, it happens. And we feel that for a good day and a half. Like I've explained that a couple of times. I'm the hardest on myself. Mm -hmm. The majority of the time, the farmers are like, yeah, we get it. Like usually. And again, it's usually on the animals that are problem animals yeah. that it's like, yeah, of course it took two, of course. But again, the farmers are usually pretty decent about it where it's like, yeah, we understand. But me as the person taking the shot and not getting it on the first time and apparently 17,000 other people and 20 people who reposted the video <laughs> feel they understand. Um, and a guy commented on, it wasn't even one, it wasn't even the video. It was another comment on the video. Like, Oh, that's a coward's justification. And good old Canadian farmstead just started attacking him on grammar. It's great. <laughs> It was great. He wouldn't take the bite fully, but I don't know. It was our first vegan. It's a milestone. Mark it. Mark the calendar. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, yeah. yeah I I, uh, had a, had someone reach out. I, I'm assuming it's on the butcher page because I didn't get the message. Mm -hmm. um, but Danae sent it to me a little while ago. And a guy heard uh, my Pastor Pig podcast episode, and he's local. Canadian <laughs> Farmstead says, I was not attacking. I was helpfully correcting. We all believe that. All believe that. <laughs> but yeah, he reached out and he wants to work with us on processing their, uh, raising their first batch of pigs this year. And that That's uh, awesome. I just yeah. had that as well. I had somebody from a little, from a little bit further north than me um, reach out. All of a sudden, I had like 14 notifications on my Instagram. And I was like, what the hell? And it was this one farm followed me and started liking me. And I get a phone call. And he's like, hey, I heard your episode of Pastor Pig Podcast. And you're local. When are your pigs dropping? I want to buy a couple. And I was like, nice. that's pretty cool. So thanks, Troy. We, we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told Danae, I said, I wish that uh, other blue butt had... Um, took and pharaoh because i've had so many and i haven't even advertised just right. friends and stuff that what do you how much you want for those piglets how many do you have and 
I'm like, how come I couldn't do that with the fall piglets? Like, that'd be great. Right. But now the more people know that I'm breeding and they, you know, get the quality of pigs that I'm putting out, maybe we'll have a steady customer base maybe starting next year. We get our breeding program set where we want it. The new gilts that I have lined up, I don't think are going to be old enough to breed when I want a farrow in the There'll be a, like a late spring, early summer farrowing, which is fine. But then that'll give them time for the next fall. We'll get them in the, the right, uh, right side program. Yeah. But maybe we'll, by that point, we'll be ready to start picking up our pasture pig, um, raising them right. again, like building it. Uh, and we get to play around with raising those genetics and doing some side-by-side -side comparisons. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I need to I've finish been, that side by side video of uh, that Mangalitsa and the old spot cross. Oh, good. Yeah, I need to after this. I need to finish editing uh, my video that was supposed to be out yesterday. That is not out yet. I was I was playing around with that new tripod. It's pretty slick. I I like it a lot. I I was doing a cow slaughter, and I'm like, listen, guys, you guys have seen me explain a bunch of cow slaughters. This is just going to be. And on the farm, because I traveled to the farm to do it, this is going to be an on-the-farm slaughter. With It mm -hmm. was a good back, good backdrop. It's like, cool, let's just run it. And nice. it was it, the tripod's cool, but I need to work with it more and understand it. Every time I use it, I'm figuring out new things that it does. Um, <laughs> you can put it up if you want. <laughs> No, they can go and read it. All right, all right. <laughs> down, Danae, down. Um, she, she's been heavy on me about having a third kid, and I told her that's a negative. That's a big old negative. I agree. I am in that same boat. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where we were. I just completely <laughs> lost. That one pulled me completely out. I don't know. Um pigs yeah i'm pretty sure i'm just gonna stick with one litter a year for right now so mm -hmm. i can time it for my slow time slow time yeah when it comes to slaughter because that way i'm gonna get my pigs that i'm putting in the in the freezer for my customers mm -hmm. and then i'll get everyone who i sold piglets to so i know that then january february because if they're all born at the same time they're all going to need to go <laughs> in the processor at the same time yeah. and who are you going to bring them to? Probably the guy you sold them to. So yeah. that way I'm making sure that I have business going into the. <clears throat> I actually media. thought about that. Uh, I was talking to Danae about that. Um, when I sell the piglets, just offer booking those dates right there. So it's like right. guaranteed. Yeah. I thought about that too. Just being like, we can go ahead and book a date right now. Of yeah. This is about. The only thing is I'll have to do that next year because yeah. much like this batch I have now, again, I knew I was going to be raising them out longer, but mm -hmm. I didn't know how long. So these guys are literally going to go in first of May yeah, to make room for the piglets and be able to kind of shuffle stuff around. Um, but yeah, again, we talked about it on the other episode. I, I have some high hopes for these like i think the meat quality is fantastic it's just the size of them like what they're going to get to in by may 1st 
because yeah. that is that's it. We're not going to grow them out any longer. So what size is is what it is. So we'll see. Yeah, I actually had uh, I put out the like review video of that two year old Mangalitsa cross sow th- this morning uh, to show the quality and stuff. And I talked a little bit on there about my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Farmstead. Uh, <laughs> we didn't put up the original comment, so I don't that it doesn't make any sense to pop this one up. But holy shit, that one got me. I'm, oh, I'm hoping to get to the point where there's not a slow period in the shot. Oh, and that is the correct answer. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. I am super interested to see what red throws. It's going to be it's crapshoot. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, farm that I bought my mangalitsa cross sows. Uh, his wife reached out to me today, said she had watched it, and we were talking back and forth on you know what I'm finding with them and what they're finding, and like trying to figure out what we're doing different to get, you know, different results. And then right. I was telling her about that video. So, you know, they're great people to work with. Uh, if people are interested in, you know, Mangalitsa crosses that are local, they, they always have litters and they're good quality pigs. Like these two, the two sows, I kept them specifically because they grew faster than my other crosses. Yeah. But I think with this Mangalitsa um, cross piglets that I raised this year, their father was from the other batch that grew a lot slower. So I'm wondering if that slowed them down right. uh, versus getting the genetics from their mother. So right. we'll see. Right. And local too, just because, you know, I mean, this is the game changer yeah. episode for thousands of new Everywhere. We will ship all the way across the United States. <laughs> I will send you piglets. <laughs> Check Air your FedEx. <laughs> they do it with dogs now. You say it's a, do they? a mini pop. Do yeah, FedEx already. a dog? Not FedEx. They have air. Like you could take it to the airport and ship it across the country. Oh, that's Pigs. not new. Yeah, that, what, that you forever. can do with a pig. Yeah, actually, I do. My buddy who um, brought the Osabas up from Georgia, that he's done it. He sent. I think the furthest he sent him was Colorado. He sent pure mangas to Colorado. Nuts. All I picture is like one of those him. little skipper planes with a load of fucking mangalitsa pigs in the back. They just, just like airdrop them. They don't even stop. They're just like <laughs> parachute out the Drop back. Out. <laughs> Jesus, every year well, I uh, local to Western New York. Trailer, so I can only imagine just a just bunch of pigs getting yeeted out of the back of a single engine plane. <laughs> See ya. Boom. Just lands in front of a grizzly den. Like, oh, oh no. <laughs> we misjudged the target. <laughs> and that is how we have a wild pig population, folks. <laughs> I keep talking about this, and I just need to do it. I want to do a, like, sit down. Like, the entire video is me sitting right here. Kind of like how Brian does his morning show, but just a 15, 20-minute video on the Canadian super pigs. Because the story is so insane of how it's a thing. But it's not insane. It's how people have been. It's people being people, essentially, is how it started. Mm-hmm. But I want to do a full video with, like, breaking it down really quick and just being like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And this is why we have super pigs. 
that are traveling all over North America. <laughs> but no, I, honestly, I think the Canadian super pigs can't because they must get the free health care like the rest of the population. Exactly. Right. So, you know, they don't get sick or nothing. It's all those Canadian tax dollars going into pigs. No, so for, I now I have now I feel like I have to talk about it. I forget if I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's absolutely. I think we nuts. briefly to, touched on it. Yeah, I need to do more research on it. But my understanding of it at this point is in it might have been as early as the eighties, like, or it was before the eighties. Canada wanted to like beef up no pun intended, beef up their pig herds because, yes, the beer, Canadian Farmstead, the beer maple syrup make them spicy. Um, essentially, what they did is these pork producers had these big hog houses with Yorkshires or like another mm -hmm. production style pig. I'm pretty sure it was Yorkshires. And they decided to bring in full-blooded Russian boars to breed into their stock. Which, at the time, the market loved it. They absolutely loved the meat. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They sold a shit ton of it. Well, around the 80s, that just went to the wayside. People didn't want that mixed breed, didn't want wild boar pork or whatever. Obviously, it was harder to deal with because they had full-blood Russian boars in a production setting. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just wasn't the... Juice wasn't worth the squeeze for him. And a lot of the a lot of farmers put them down. And then a lot of farmers are like, well, I can't just shoot all these animals, just open the gates and Canadian super pigs. So now, if you look at just a regular pig, if I let my Herefords just out into the woods within, I think it's something insane, like six weeks. I don't even think it's months. I think in like six weeks. Whatever genetically is in pigs starts the process to turn them feral again. Like they'll start growing shaggier hair. They'll start growing tusks. Like they just transform into feral pigs, wild pigs again. Well, you take now a pig that's already wild because it's a Russian boar that takes, again, it's very similar to like the Ospas and the Mangas where it's more heritage, obviously, because it's just wild. It takes longer for it to grow, to get to the size that where it's really dangerous. Well, now you've just added Yorkshires or whatever other production breed pig to this, which grows to like 300 pounds in six months and just set them loose on the Canadian landscape and hoped for the best. It's nuts. It's a crazy story. I know there's there's way more involved with it, but I just think that's the funniest goddamn thing on the planet where it's just like, wow. Like you look at the problem we're having in Texas and like the South and stuff like that, where it's like they can trace those pigs back to like Col like Columbus. Like they can trace that back yeah. year, like hundreds of years. And then a bunch of dudes in the 80s were just like, we don't want these pigs anymore. And now they have Canadian super pigs <laughs> that are sweeping the landscape, destroying everything. Yep. See, and that's why. That's why they killed all those pigs when COVID hit. 
They seen what oh, yeah. happened up in Canada. They're like, fuck that. We're just going to shoot them and throw them in a pile. I, I guarantee you there was somebody in a press conference or like not a press conference, but in a meeting at, at some government office, Department of Agriculture, when they were talking about it, someone brought up, it's like, we need to do something about this before people just start releasing their pigs. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's would suck. <laughs> Not enough of us small processors. Man, yeah. The bad well, part is, I, is I mean, there, there are so was, many rumors. There are so many rumors about pigs up here. Mm-hmm. Like in my field. I was gonna ask you how your trail cam's doing. Nothing. Nothing. Not the pile is still there. Huh? Not even it's, a sasquatch. It, it has to be coyotes. He had to have seen just big coyotes because we have massive coyotes. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some pretty good sized coyotes yeah. around here too. So it's like but it's again, I have I have more than one, more than three people have told me they've seen pigs in my field and in the area. I almost helped a dude trap pigs in Maine 20 minutes from here. Like mm-hmm. in all the feed stores, there's signs like look out for feral pigs. But again, the state doesn't want to do anything. Now that there's more trail cams out, more and more pictures are coming out. And it's like, again, it's not a standalone. 300 pound like looks like a hampshire pig it's a like russian style boar from the couple of hunt mm-hmm. camps that are up here that over the years their fences have gone down but again it's not a just a big old male or big old female out there it's like juvenile males like okay that pig's eight months old how'd that happen like <laughs> so yeah i i keep saying i can't wait Obviously, it's going to be destructive and awful to our forests and agriculture and stuff like that. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm like, man, I wish there was pigs here to hunt because it'd be great. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't want that because I would all the work that I'm putting into my pastures right now. The first oh, yeah, time I walked out there and seen that it's all turned over after I just reseeded it and finally got a good pattern with my cows down. Mm-hmm. Oh, be- but that, but then I go. Well, very quickly, I would go from uh, the body shop, custom butcher and slaughter to the body shop, custom butcher, slaughter and pig trapping. Oh, <laughs> you best believe you best believe I would that would be, on that be doing collaborations with Yacht Yacht. Yeah, exactly. I would be I will be <laughs> the first one. I will. There will be news articles about me when it's still like. Just sketchy as hell. And I've just got a bunch of dogs in the back of the truck. And it's just like, we're going to get some pigs. I don't know. I do want to do that. They just said they were here yesterday. So I want to, I want to go down south somewhere and hunt with dogs. And I still want to do the helicopter. Yeah. uh, I want to do the helicopter, but I also do not want to do the helicopter. I definitely want to do with, with dogs for sure. That's something I absolutely want to do. I'm hopefully going to do that with bears this year. Oh yeah, you did say something about that. Yeah, so I'm hope I'm hoping we're getting two bear tags, two for the price of one this year nice. for bears. So we'll see. But yeah, so what else is going on? <laughs> Again, guys, this is all planned, hundred percent. We've been working on this skit for at least seven or eight days. At least so, this is the absolutely the most scripted show we've had. I have yep. notes right here. <laughs> See? <Yeah>. Notes. <laughs> uh, 
No, uh, finally got caught up from being behind this week in the shop. Got it all beat clean. That was kind of nice. Uh, like I said, grandfather's still in rehab, so I've been driving back and forth doing that. He'll be there for at least a couple more weeks. We're still not sure what's going to happen on all the details and stuff. You know, everybody feels differently, and he's he's stubborn, but he's been pretty good the last couple of days. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we're trying to advertise more and pick up some more work and work with some farms. Nope. We've had, had a few people reach out wanting to book you know, asking questions, but it's that still in that teetering part, people haven't started getting their tax return yet. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to push that too. Um, I need to make another post, you know, people that are looking for me, trying to get them on the list now. So when they do want to start stocking their freezers, I've got five whole beef, another quarter beef, um, a few people that have burger. I've got right. a lot of a lot of beef to move, not so much on the pork side because everybody tends to raise them summertime. There's not a lot of people that have pork available this time of year. So, yeah, I just yeah. put all of I just put all of our bellies in the brine. I uh, did the dry brine this time, and mm-hmm. I like it way better already, for sure. Especially, I mean, again, we have the commercial setup, so I can cry yeah. back everything and have all the big lugs and stuff like that. But, um. Yeah, so I did, what was it, uh, two, four, six, eight bellies? No, six bellies. Because it's two from, um, or technically three bellies from the Herefords that we put in the cooler this this fall. Two from Nino, which are, they're like this big. They actually look decent, but it's, yeah. it is what it is. I've got... I've got a belly section off of um, nubs, the steer we put in this year. And then I peeled the short ribs off and rolled them and yep. tied them. So I'm going to try and make beef bacon out of that. Yes. And then we have, I'm doing my first ham. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. No, it'd be cool to see how it turns out. You can never have a, a bacon that's too small. There's no such thing. No, no, I know. I get it. I'm just going to cut it super thick. So it's just like a little chode slice of bacon. Yeah. It's just going to, it's going to be a square. Like it's not even, I'm going to have to turn it four times to get each <laughs> side cooked. And I'm fine with it. I don't really care. Yeah. I can chunk it up for bacon bits. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. I've been um, making, uh, I mix like a pound of ground beef, a pound of, sausage, and then a pound of bacon together. And I put eggs in with it is like a big, Put a little cheese over top. You can use it for that. You know, oh, putting sure. it in stuff too. Yeah. No, I'm excited about it. Man, you want to stay out of the chat. Don't look yeah. at it. Don't even look at it. It's not worth it. Women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, so we got a new smoke box built for the – um smokehouse too so i'm excited to try that out i need to i think tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna be working in the shop so i think i'm going to get um a good burn in there burn off all the welding stuff and Mm -hmm. just that barrel in general because i think the last time i used it i was boiling skulls in it so probably wouldn't hurt (laughs) probably wouldn't hurt to toss toss a little fire in there uh i've I forgot I was 
probably not going to bring this up, but your wife brought it up. So, Danae Blakesley, Kyle, have you heard anything about Survivor yet? No. No, I've not. Um, it is getting a little more real. There's some there's some things in the work. I don't want to put it out completely. I've put it out in the group a little bit. The percentage of me getting on is possibly higher now because of people knowing people, which is insane that I know I know enough people to make that percentage jump is crazy. I, I know people that know people that also right. know people. It's nuts. So <laughs> let's just say that's there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm praying. I hope it works. We'll see. I'm still just aggressively yeah, rewatching the seasons. I, I haven't checked out the song yet, but I think that might push you to the top of the list. We will see. Brian Norton uh, scrambling from Food Force Farms went out of his way to make a song, and I can vamp. I'll pull it up for sure. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I briefly caught it, caught the chat yeah. about it. Um, let me see. Vamp, vamp for me. <laughs> um, nope, that's not it. That's you. That's you from episode 34. <laughs> um, yes, we are getting a new bull. We went and looked at him last Sunday. That's he's he's nice. It's really nice. Nice. So uh, I can't find it right now, and I'm just wasting time. Um, but yeah, scrambling uh, went out of his way to make a country song for me uh, to send to the producers, and then he <laughs> he sent a picture into the chat today, into a couple different chats of him posting the link to a direct CBS face Facebook post. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he tagged. CBS and Jeff Pro. Yeah, I think he tagged it. It was on the Survivor. Uh, yeah, it was on a Survivor. It was on a Survivor promotion mm -hmm. on Facebook, and he tagged CBS in it. So he might put me over the edge. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know how many other people have put this much work together to get a crowdfunding of <laughs> endorsement for them. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to be like. Just fucking get the guy on the show. Who We're sick of hearing guy? about it. There, there has to be someone in that casting office because at this point they have to know. They have to know my name at this point. Yep. Because it's just continually going in. I was talking to the lady at the grain store the other day. She said she just did it again. Like she just sent another one in. So I was like, all right. So these things are just still rolling in. Of this guy needs to be on the show. So at least at some point, somebody's looked at a, another producer and been like, "Who the fuck is this? Like, who is this guy?" <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Again, I'm so I'm so down the rabbit hole with just Survivor facts at this point that we'll see. I'm on all the forums talking about the new seasons and this, that, and the other TikTok. Survivor TikTok is aggressive. There's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We just, at this point, me and my wife just sit and she crochets and I watch, or not crochet, she needle points because she's 84. I love you, honey. Um, she just needle points and we watch just old seasons of Survivor and then just talk about it. Like, we're just like, 
So what do you think? We should, what do you think I should do with this? Because I don't talk about it. I don't talk about it because I think it's hysterical. I don't talk about it anymore. Of like, if I say when, I'm like when I'm on this show, <laughs> I'll do this. We'll, get we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll probably get voted off. I'll probably be voted off first one. We'll see. Yeah, or I'll make a million dollars. I keep I keep telling Nicole. I'm like my main goal, obviously, is to bring home a million dollars. My yeah. second goal is to be the funnest, funniest person that has been on Survivor in the new era. And they, they're just going to have to bring me back for an all-star season. And then I just start making money playing Survivor a bunch. That's the goal, kids. That's where it's all going to. I'm not going to be able to farm anymore because I'm going to be in Fiji. <laughs> then I'm going to be sitting here all by myself talking to everybody. Wait for Kyle to come back. I'm just gonna come back. I'm just gonna come back gaunt. Like I'm gonna come back like from uh Dallas Buyers Club. I'm just gonna be like 89 pounds. And I'm gonna be like, oh hey guys, I signed an NDA, so I can't say anything. So all right, we'll talk about it in six months when the show comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll know. I'm not going to tell anyone, but you'll see the signs. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I'm just—I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure that they have food behind the scenes in those shows. There ain't no way, dude. I used to think so. I've got, dude. I've gone so far down the rabbit hole. They don't. They really don't. Like, you're just not eating. I'm surprised nobody's murdered like the camera crew of producers. They're eating their they're eating their snacks while filming. These people are starving. Somebody just fucking well, hallucinates and well, well, there's a rotation of people. There's never any food in the camp. The camera guy's camp is like a little ways away, so it's like they make sure they rotate camera guys through. So it's not like you're not like oh I'm just gonna grab a snack real quick. Let alone Betsy's over here and she hasn't eaten and. 17 days There's except for like a dead shark they found i would be that guy like I, the way i used to snack i'd just be sitting there like <laughs> you just it's just that quiet moment especially like the overnights because it's you're on camera non-stop like they talk about it there's a thing called lockout where it's you are not allowed to talk on you're not allowed to talk to any of the other contestants Mm -hmm. if the cameras are not on so it's like there are moments like those moments where they're switching out people that you can't talk to anyone because the cameras aren't rolling oh god what canadian farmstead said <laughs> canadian farmstead on this week of survivor kyle insists he caught a pig and the roast is not from the missing cameraman exactly man if they're pigs, he finally I caught his Canadian super pig. Yeah, Kyle caught a Canadian super pig on the coast of Fiji and uh, roasted it up. And now they've been destroying challenges. He is starting to show signs of Jacob Kruxfeld's disease. We don't understand why. That's a smart joke right there. For people who don't understand, Jacob Kruxfeld is mad cow disease, but for people. So if people eat people, they get Jacob Kruxfeld disease. That's a smart joke. It's what I do. I'm edgy. It's fine. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so we will see. It's I'm it's on my it's on my vision board in my mind. That's where we're going. That's where we're going with all this. And then I'll just be TikTok famous for being on Survivor. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs> it's not. They're definitely they're absolutely gonna look through all of my social media and just me as a person and go, no, we're not putting this guy on TV. What are you talking about? They were about? smart, they would though. I know. Like, well, no, no, exactly. And that's why I'm really hoping that all of all of these people voicing their opinion of wanting me on the show. Granted, it was a copy and paste thing on multiple different <laughs> videos. But again, they took the time out to send the email in the first place. Yeah. And the fact that there are people out there campaigning for me in that space. Let's just put it that way. I'm like, oh, that might turn the table of like, well, all right. Yeah. You were already casted for this. We might as well toss them into this. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> this has been a great time will tell. podcast. <laughs> time will tell. Time will tell. Again, I don't even know if I can tell anyone. So even if I do get on, I don't know if I'm able to tell anyone either. So we're, we're all going to know. Don't worry, guys. We'll know. Listen, I love all of you, but I like a million dollars more. That is true. That is true. Like, so the one day you just don't show up, I know what happened. Right. <laughs> I'll be texting you. Hey, you coming on or? Yeah. Well, it's, I, it's one of those things I was talking to my wife about it. This show has been on for, they're casting season 47 and 48. It's been on for 48 seasons. And they take that show real damn serious when it comes to like the actual content of the show. Like they've yeeted people off that show for leaking information, like pulled them from the Island. Like, Nope, we're done with that. Like we're not playing that game. So it's like, they're pretty serious. I'm pretty sure they're pretty serious about those NDAs. That's why you don't get paid until the finale episode mm -hmm. comes out. You don't get a check until that finale episode airs and the entire country Learns who won. <laughs> yeah, you leak information, you're gonna be sending a check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it's a pretty it's a pretty easy thing to do. I'm just gonna yeah. be an idiot and just try to have to shut up. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I make go through all that for nothing and get no money. <laughs> that would suck. You win and everything, and you slip up once, wait in the six months, and next yeah. thing you know, you're done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I did promise Canadian Farmstead a role of fencing if I won. So, yes, I will. I I will still honor that. I will send you a role of fencing. You uh, you only need that two foot high fence and fill short little pigs you raise. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> guys, I'll I'll just buy you some railroad ties. They're not going to jump over those. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they tried, their stomachs hang too low. They teeter on it. He's gonna go out, and his board's just gonna be on top, arms and legs going a mile a minute because he can't get off the railroad tie. <laughs> For those who don't know, Canadian Farmstead raises cooney coonies, and you guys know how much I love them cooney coonies. Yeah, and uh, that sounded bad. I hope that I hope Opus doesn't clip that one out. Um. Yeah, we'll see. 
Shit. Well, we're up over an hour. I mean, we kept this thing going for an hour, and we walked into this with nothing except just our amazing personalities. So, we've got a couple guests the next couple weeks coming on. Yes, I'm pretty sure we have. I think the 16th is the only Saturday we don't have booked, and I think I might be getting that one booked. The 16th? Yeah. Let me know because I have another guy that wants to come on. I just wanted to get with you on the date. So, yeah, I do. I, we do have a farm up by me. Um, that's coming on on the 23rd and I cannot remember the name of the farm, so I'm not going to butcher it. It will, it'll come out um, what the farm is, but they raise elk and yaks. Nice. So I am super interested to talk to, talk to her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but where can everyone else find you, Joe? Well, every week here with Kyle and meet the critters as usual. Uh, Blake Slakers on <laughs> Blake Slakers on YouTube and on Facebook. Fantastic. And in Telegram. And in Telegram. That's right. I guess I'll start with Telegram. Um, there is, if you do have Telegram, go in the search bar and actually, let's go in the search bar. The link is in the description of this video under my um, links. Uh, that is the link to the Critter Crew, which is our Telegram group. We've got something like, we've got 30 plus people in there now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've got farmers, butchers, just all, all on good people and Canadian Farmstead um, <laughs> in there that uh, it's just a good sounding board. Um, if anyone has yeah. any questions on either butchering or farming, or you're just looking for uh, another telegram group to mute because there's just absolute nonsense going on there half the time as well. We have fun. We have fun. We joke, joke a bunch. Um, go ahead and join our telegram group. We would appreciate it. Um, and also I am at backwards butcher on everything that is YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Um, yeah, we're coming back into the fold. We were taking a little break there for a little bit, just kind of get some mental health stuff going. And now we are back full swing. Um, new video on YouTube coming out tonight. So I appreciate all of you who stuck around. Again, we had a good crowd. I think we were up to eight yeah. at one point Yeah, for this dumpster fire of a show. <laughs> so we love all of you. We really do. We appreciate it. Um, the views on YouTube have definitely been going up. Um, the downloads behind the scene on mm-hmm. behind the scenes on the podcast apps have also been going up. So people are listening and we appreciate yeah. you guys for sure. So if you guys have any topic ideas or anything you want us to discuss, please email us. Uh, I think both of our both our websites are in the um, description. And again, Telegram. Go ahead and reach out. We'd love to talk yeah. to you. So we will see you guys next time. <laughs>